Good evening. Good evening, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, let's exalt his name together. I pray that you enjoyed uh, looking back at, at our beautiful women on that Women's Day. Uh, and yeah, yeah, we're celebrating women <laughs> this month. It's uh, Women's uh, Observation Month. This is the month that we always have our Women's Day. And you recall, it was just a year ago uh, in, a, in a couple of Sundays when all of this, uh, this, this new uh, reality was upon us. It's been just about a year, but, but as Stephanie saying just then, I just want to tell you what the Lord has done. God has been good through it all. Amen. God has been keeping us through it all. And we bless the Lord that he is just the awesome God that he is. I want you to be in prayer for Stephanie. Uh, as we told you on this past weekend, Stephanie and Chris suffered a uh, house fire and uh, lost uh, basically everything. And so please keep them in your prayers. Uh, such a such a beautiful voice and a beautiful spirit uh, that couple is. So keep them in your prayers and lift it up to the Lord uh, as they go through this transition. Who do we have on the line tonight? T.A., who's in the room with us? Can we see somebody that's in the room with us tonight? Shelby Moore is here, always here and accounted for. Amen. Sister Helen Luster is with us. Happy Wednesday, Marilyn Langford. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Langford. Carol, Carol Cannon. Amen, Sister Cannon. God bless you. Good to see you, Aggie Duvall. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Good to see you. Kayla Williams. Amen. Is in the house. I see you all are here. I want you to keep uh, sharing this with your family, with your friends. Let them know that you are watching us live right now. This is our Bible study night, Wednesday night. We continue to pray for you and keep you lifted up. We know that we're continuing to go through uh, a, a crisis here in our city, a water crisis. Uh, sometimes it looks a little better. Other times it looks a little worse and uh, looks like things are 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 taking a few steps backwards, uh, but we're going to stay prayerful. We're going to stay positive. Uh, and if you are in need, the main thing is if you are in need, we need you to let us know uh, so that we can make sure that we are assisting uh, those of you who are in need. If you let us know that you're in need, we'll make sure we get some assistance to you. You can let us know in this time in this timeline uh, or, or you can call the church office. We do have water available here. And it's as, as far away as a phone call. You let us know and we can set that up, uh, either get it to you or uh, arrange a time for you to come and pick it up. We're going to continue to pray for one another. and We're going to continue to uh, be there for one another as well. Amen. 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 Listen, why don't we go ahead and get into the study as we, amen. Good evening, everybody. I see you all still uh, <laughs> saying good evening. Amen. Good evening to you all. So glad that you are here. Listen, while while you while we're still greeting you, let me let me go ahead and and ask you the question for tonight. Question for tonight: um, Do you believe in miracles? And if so, why? Do you believe in miracles? And if so, why? And that might that that might be a long answer, but as 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 succinctly as you can in the timeline, if you could tell us if you believe in miracles, if you could tell us why, and if you can uh, share just a quick testimony of why, uh, we'd be glad to 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 get some of those answers. Do you believe in miracles? And if so, then why? All right, all right. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for this day, for this time together, for this study in your word. And Lord, we pray your blessings upon uh, this time of information and, in, and inspiration and revelation. Lord, we ask that you open our eyes and open our ears, that we might see and hear your word. Lord, we pray that things that we have read before, that you will allow us to read them with fresh eyes, hear it with fresh ears, and receive it with a fresh heart. Lord, we pray for our city. We pray for our neighbors, for all of those who are yet suffering. And we pray, O oh God, that we would be reminded that you have called us to the ministry of one another. Lord, we pray that as we think about our own conditions, that we would not be so self-absorbed to forget the conditions of our neighbors. We ask these things now in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you've got the question. You've got the question. Do you believe in miracles? And if so, I'm wondering why. I'm wondering why do you believe in miracles? Do you have uh, a story about why you believe in miracles? Do you have a, a witness about the power of miracles uh, in your life? Let's see. Cecilia Bass, absolutely. I've witnessed a miracle of healing. All right. Very good. You've witnessed a miracle of healing. Uh, Sister Cherie, she says, yes, I have been fortunate enough to receive multiple miracles. All right. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Multiple miracles. Do you believe in miracles? And if so, why? Doral Sanders says, yes, you believe in miracles because they have happened to me. All right. All right. Thank you for that. Pauline Henderson, I believe in God. All things are possible with him. All right. So if you believe in God, then everything being possible, then miracles being possible. Okay. All right. Anybody got any, any, any responses? And if you want to get a little more specific, that's fine. Donna says, yes, I believe in miracles. The miracle of Christ's saving grace should make believers of all. Okay. Saving grace of Christ should make believers of all. Amen. 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 Anyone believe in miracles and can explain? Danetta, let's see. Yes, I do. I experienced one during an automobile accident. The first two people on the scene were off-duty paramedics. Wow. Only God. Wow. The first two people on the scene of an automobile accident were off-duty paramedics. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that, Danetta. Maxine Bolden, my friend. Amen. Yes, absolutely. I believe not only because God said certain things would follow those who believe signs, wonders, and miracles, but because I've witnessed them. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for sharing that, Maxine. Uh, Marilyn Langford, I do. On Mother's Day, my granddaughter found me unresponsive. My sugar had dropped so low, the doctor said, had she not came into my room, I would have been found dead. Look at God. Wow. 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 Yeah. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Aggie Duvall says, catching my cancer in time and healing a miracle from God. Amen. Amen. Catching it in time and then the healing itself. 
Amen. God bless you. Thank you for sharing that, Aggie. Uh, Barbara says, I'm a miracle. God heals even when we don't know there's an illness brewing. Wow. Wow. I've heard I've heard similar witnesses and testimonies to that. Um, some in this in this church family have talked about God's keeping power uh, when when they didn't even know things were going on. And they went to the doctor and then found out uh, what, what was happening. And God had just been keeping them the whole time. Thank you for sharing that, Barbara. Amen. Maxine, my mother's healing of cancer, my niece, my son, so many. Amen. Amen. God bless. He's a, he is a healing, a miracle worker, a healer. Amen. Amen. Just a few more. Let's see do, who do we have. Marion Talley. Yes, I believe in miracles because God saved my daughter and I from a car wreck, which was totaled. We were cut out with the jaws of life and had not one scratch. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Wow. Cut out of the car. Wow. Yeah. Didn't have a scratch. Look at God. Ruth Ann Wilson says, yes, God saved my life. I had an asthma attack in my heart. Stopped. Went on life support for a week. God woke me up the next week. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Look at God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm looking at it. Wow. Let, let's see a few more. Let's see a few more. We we got some miracle. We got some some miracles in the room tonight. I walked away from a totaled out car that traveled across lanes of traffic. I walked away with a few scratches. Bless God. Bless God. Doral Sanders. Thank you, Brother Sanders. Thank you, Brother Sanders, who we have. Mary Bell says, um, I'm a miracle. God saved my life in 1982. And my daughter, uh, I think with an aneurysm burst in her belly, God is. Amen. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Look, look, look at all these miracles. We're going to we're going to get to we I, I want you to I want you to keep I want you to keep uh, typing your miracle uh, witnesses in. Uh, don't don't stop. Even even as even though we're we're not reading them all. I want you to continue to type your miracles in uh, and let us read them in our own time. We're going to come back to them uh, as we close tonight. Uh, but. It's good. It's good to know that miracles still happen. Miracles still happen among us, that miracles of healing, miracles of protection, uh, miracles of restoration. Uh, there, there, there are things that, that cannot be explained except for God did it. I've talked with, I've had conversations with lots of different doctors who would tell me, uh, Reverend, uh, the person that you're looking at in any other situation, you, you shouldn't be seeing them right now. I've had doctors in multiple situations tell me that, that they can't explain why someone is still with us. Because medically and, and biologically and everything else, um, it they they should not be alive. So so yeah, I'm I'm a believer. I'm a believer in the God of miracles. Uh, 
signs and wonders following us who believe. I believe in the in the miracle working power of God. And I think sometimes we forget that our faith stretches us and and requires of us to believe in spaces and places and in moments when everybody else disbelieves. When there is no belief in the room, that our faith stretches us and calls for us to yet believe that all things are possible. So beloved, I, I, I want you, I want you, even as we get into this, this study tonight, I want you to stretch your faith in whatever it is, whatever the situation is, whatever the, the thing that you're facing, the issue that, and I want you to, at some point, I want you to go through this timeline and read the testimonies of those who are witnessing to the miracle working power of God. I want you to read for yourself what people have gone through, what they have seen, what they have experienced for themselves, because God is a miracle working God. I believe that. God does not always do what we ask, but, I, but, but I've seen enough to know that he does some things that you just cannot explain. God does some things that defy logic, that, that, that man cannot wrap his mind around. And, and God does these things, I'm convinced, partly because in doing them, God proves that, that he is above man. He is above the logic and the reason and the explanations that man can provide. So, so let's, um, let's look for a little bit. Let's look for a little bit tonight um, because we ended last week. We were talking about Mark chapter four and we we're talking about parables, him being a master teacher and Jesus using parables for the sake of opening our minds and opening our understanding to things that, that are beyond our comprehension but Jesus using things that are right in front of us or right before us, those things that are very relatable to us. And he uses those things to unlock our understanding to things that are beyond what we would typically be able to get. And so parables, uh, parables are used to make something complicated, to make something that is difficult, to make something that, that we cannot see um, he uses those things to make them clear and relatable. That's, that's, that's what the parables are, are, are for. That's why Jesus tells them. They aren't just cute stories. They're stories with purpose and with meaning meant to unlock our understanding. And you get that when Jesus tells this parable about the soils, Remember, we talked about the soils and, and what they represent, the, 
the, the closed mind and the, the confused mind and the cluttered mind and then the cultivated mind. And then in verse number 23, Jesus tells us in his own words um, about the use of these parables. Verse number 23 says, if any man has ears, let him hear. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. That's verse number 23 of, of uh, chapter number four. And so Jesus is saying that this is this is about this is about um, hearing and receiving and understanding and recognizing that everybody won't get it. But I love the fact that Jesus takes time to talk to and teach his disciples in private what he has taught and preached in public. So he tells the parable in public. Disciples don't really get it. And so in private time with them, he breaks it down. He has them to understand the meaning of the parable. And, and I, I believe this. I believe that what that says to us is that we who have relationship with God through Christ, there is nothing that God withholds from us that if we ask him, and it is his will for us to know it, that, that it won't be revealed. Our relationship with God through Christ gives us access to understanding, to mystery, to miracles, to revelation that, that otherwise we would not have. So Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, those who are spiritual will get spiritual understanding. There are some things of the spirit that you cannot explain to people who don't have the spirit of God in them. And that's why when you're trying to have spiritual conversations with non-spiritual people, that can be very frustrating. When you're trying to have a, a spiritual conversation with someone who does not approach life from a spiritual vantage point, that can be a frustrating thing. And so that's why Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, in other words, do you have spiritual ears? If you have spiritual ears, to hear it, you'll hear it. If you have spiritual eyes to see it, you will see it. Okay. Verse 33 says, and with many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. Do you get it? He says, listen, that blesses me because that says that that in my private time with my Savior, that I can talk to him and he will talk to me. That I can have a little talk with Jesus, <laughs> right? And, and that Jesus, watch this, talks back to me. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask, right? That's what James said, let him ask and God will give it to him liberally. That means that, that, that when I don't understand what I'm reading in scripture, that I can ask God to unlock my, unlock my mind. Show me what this means. Show me 
how to live this out in my life. Show, give me, give me revelation. And it watch this. Lord, I don't want to just know the information that I'm reading. I need the revelation behind this. Show me what this means, how to apply it to my life, how to live it out. I can talk to him like that. That's good news, y'all. That when, when you are in relationship, when you have a relationship, you can talk to the Lord and the Lord will talk back. Look at that, y'all. Verse 34 says, without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. When they were alone. And sometimes you need to just get alone with the Lord. Mm. Sometimes you just need to steal away. <laughs> yeah, you just need to get alone, Get go to your secret closet. Have some alone time with the Lord. Talk to him where he can talk to you. All right. So that chapter four is Jesus as a master teacher. That's chapter four. Jesus as a master teacher. He is a master teacher. Chapter five, when chapter five opens, we're, 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 well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me let me end with chapter four. I'm sorry. Let me end chapter four, looking at yeah. Let me let me let me show you how chapter four ends. I can't I can't I can't end chapter four without looking at verses thirty five through forty one. Thirty five through forty one. After he expounds these things to his disciples, right now it says, "In the same day, when evening was come, he said unto his disciples, Let us pass over unto the other side.'" When they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as they were in the ship. There were also with him other little ships, other little ships. There arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. They awake him, say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? He arose and rebuked the wind and saith unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. There was a great calm. He said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? They feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Yeah. That's, that's how chapter four ends. Chapter four ends after he's been teaching, after he's been expounding and opening their eyes through the use of parables. It ends with a demonstration of Jesus's authority and power over nature. So he's a master teacher, but he's also a master over nature. He has authority over nature. And can I just pull this out for just a second? Verse 40 again. Look at verse 40 again, y'all. He said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I need, I need you to, I need you to, I, I really need you to 
meditate on that question for a minute. Those two questions, actually. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I mean, I I know. Stay, keep, keep that scripture up for me, T.A. It, Jesus is saying, listen, I, I understand you're looking at this storm. I know the waves are beating into the boat. But I'm here. So tell me, why are you so fearful? And since I'm riding in this boat with you in this storm, how is it that you have no faith? I, I'm, I'm talking to somebody tonight who's in the midst of a storm. I'm talking to somebody tonight who's riding, facing some stuff that you didn't figure you would be facing. You, you've been in a storm of sickness. You've been in a storm of suffering. You've been in a storm of sorrow. Whatever your storm is, and these questions are not questions meant to minimize your experience. They are questions meant to magnify who's in it with you. Jesus asked these questions because he's saying to them, I know you're in a storm. I know it's dark. I know it's scary. But have you forgotten I'm in the boat with you? I know you're experiencing something that that's trying you and testing you and pulling at you and it's it's doing everything to test your faith and 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 you yeah it's it's taking you places that you never thought you'd have to go but Jesus says don't you know I'm in the boat How is it that I can ride it out with you and you still be afraid. I'm I'm I need to I need you I need somebody who's afraid right now. Somebody who's been crying, somebody who's been been pet petrified and terrified and and everything else. I need you to hear that tonight. That Jesus says, I'm riding I'm riding this with you. I'm in it with you. You're not by yourself. You're not in this storm by yourself. You're not in this situation by yourself. And you don't have to be afraid. Do you hear me? Some, some, somebody needs to hear me tonight. And, and Jesus, Jesus hushes the storm, calms it, and proves to those disciples who were who were who were just at their wits end and he does it and they have to ask themselves the question watch this we knew he was a great teacher we knew he could tell good stories 
We, we knew all of these other things, but we did not know that he was a storm chaser. <laughs> we did not know that this man could speak to wind and rain and waves and even they, the elements of nature, have to surrender to his words. And so Mark, again, y'all, the gospel of Mark, the gospel of Mark is about power and authority. And Jesus shows it again. Says, Listen, you got to know who you, you got to know who you riding with. You got to know who you, folks, I'm telling, I'm, I, I don't want to preach, but I feel a sermon coming on. You need to know who you riding with. You ride, you're riding, you're riding with the man who has power and authority over everything. Jesus says, I'm in it with you and you need to know nothing, nothing has authority over me. I have authority over it. Don't forget who you riding with. Don't forget who's riding with you. All right. All right. All right. All right. Who, whoever, who, listen, release it. Let me stop. Let me stop teaching for a minute and minister to somebody. Release it. Whatever, whatever has been keeping you up at night, I release it right now in the name of Jesus. Release it right now. The thing that you've been scared about, release it right now. The thing that you've been fearful about, release it right now. The thing that has been causing you to worry and fret and be afraid and cry, release it right now because Jesus is riding in it with you. Jesus is riding in it with you. What manner of man is this? I'll tell you, he's a, he's a miracle worker. That's who he is. He's a miracle worker. The man who rides in storms with a, he look, he, he, done, he doesn't ask to, to get out of the boat. He, he doesn't say, hold it steady. He, he stops the storms. He's a storm stopper. <laughs> my God, my God, my God. All right, all right. All right. All right. So here we go. Mark chapter five, Mark chapter five opens then on the heels of this question. What manner of man is this? That's the question. What manner of man is this? That's the question that Mark four ends on. And Mark five begins answering that question with a trilogy of miracles. Mark 5 opens, answering the question, what manner of man is this, by giving us a trilogy of miracles. Miracle number one, Mark 5. Let's read it. They came over unto uh, the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. When he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, 
not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. He asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. He besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was uh, there were now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. They that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in this country. They went out to see what, what it was that was done. They come to Jesus, see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting in clothes and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that he that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. This is now the first miracle. Miracle number one is the healing of a madman. The healing of a madman. And in this, in this, this uh, passage, you see several things. First thing you see in verses uh, six through eight, verses six through eight, you see the excision of the demons. Uh, but when Jesus was afar off, uh, he ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. So right here, you've got a man who is possessed with, with, with a demon and this demon is causing him to hurt himself. This demon is causing him to not be in his right mind. This demon is tormenting this man, this man who otherwise was a normal person, as evidenced by the fact that when he is healed, the text says that he is clothed and sitting in his right mind. So in his right mind, he has right relationships. In his right mind, he has conversations with people. In his right mind, he behaves appropriately. In his right mind, he is clothed. In his right mind, he does not hurt himself. But when he is possessed with this devil, and not in his right mind. He does all of these things that hurt himself 
and that cause him to be a threat to others in society. So much so that they try to bind him. They try to keep him perhaps from both self-injury and injury to society, injuring others. I, I, I really could preach a sermon on this, y'all, because you have to wonder, you have to wonder who this man was before before being possessed with this devil, with this demon. What kind of family life this man enjoyed? What kind of friends he had? See, and I think sometimes, I think sometimes we look at people who are not in their right minds and forget that they are people. We look at people who are not in their right minds and forget that they have family. Forget that they have parents, perhaps siblings. We forget that they may have held down a job at one time and they may have been married at one time and they may have had everything that you now enjoy and you forget how fragile sometimes life can be. This man was not in his right mind, which suggests that at some point he was in his right mind. Mm. Jesus comes along. And he, he casts out the demons, whatever those demons were. And we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And you don't know. You don't know the demons that people are dealing with. Don't be so quick to judge people who don't, who don't watch this, who don't always act out in their best ways. You don't know the demons that they're dealing with. You don't know the demons that are inflicting harm in their lives. You don't know the demons that they wrestle with at night. Don't be so quick because you are in your right mind that you, you think everybody ought to be in theirs. You don't know the demons. Mm. You don't know the demons of addiction. You don't know the demons of depression. You don't know the demons of anxiety. You don't know the things that people are wrestling with on a daily basis. I remember a sermon my dad was preaching one Sunday and, and he was talking about when we come to church and, and sometimes we, 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 we assume that everybody uh, uh, just had to get up and get dressed the way that you got up and got dressed. But you don't know the demons that they had to fight just to sit down and act like they got it together. So this man was not in his right mind. He had some demons that had been causing problems in his life. 
and Jesus comes along and those demons recognize, watch this, the demons recognize Jesus and they call him out. They, 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 they basically say to him, hey, we know who you are. We know what you can do. Please, please don't. Look at it. What, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. They're begging Jesus not to mess with them. And don't you know that, that people who are, who, are, who are dealing with demons are wrestling, they're wrestling matches on the inside, that, that some people are doing the best they can? My God, that's... Uh, wrestling matches, wrestling matches. And so, and so they come. Mm. I'm pausing there because I want you to, at some point, you need to hear the testimony of this madman. That 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 text is preaching to me right now, and you need to hear the testimony of a madman. We're so quick. to throw people away. Jesus comes and he gets rid of the demons. The demons, watch this y'all. I'm sorry, the demons. <laughs> I just had a moment. I'm sorry. The demons um, asked to be cast into the pigs, the swine. Jesus suffers it to be so, allows it to be so. Cast them into the swine. The swine uh, go over uh, the cliff and Mark, Mark uh, puts parenthetically, that the number of the swine are about two thousand, uh, and 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 Jesus, you 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 get this after these demons have given the name Legion, saying that we are many, and and oh oh how it is that that sometimes people who are who 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 have this issue also have another issue and stuff. It's like peeling back layers of an onion, uh, layer after layer. And it's this, and it's anxiety. And when you get that peel back, it's, it's depression. You get that peel back and, and, and it's, it's this, that, and the other. And it's all these things for we are many, there are many problems. And, and, 
And and you can't forget that. I guess I guess I guess what I'm saying to us is that we need to be much more gracious and merciful. Um There, there, you, so, so are there, are there moments, are there moments, are there moments when you are convicted? There's a, there's a moment of conviction right here for me. So, uh, you know, I'm, 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 uh, the script and scripture will do that. Scripture, it, it's a, it, it's, it's, it's called a two-edged sword, right? Uh, and, and so there's some conviction happening even right now. So Jesus, Jesus, heals this blind, this 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 madman the, the 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 demons are cast into the swine they go and 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 fall over the cliff right and 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 watch this y'all the ones the the herdsmen of the of the swine go and tell the townspeople what have just happened right i love this the townspeople get a whiff of what's happening. They come to check everything out. And when they come and check to check things out, they see Jesus and they see the once madman sitting clothed and in his right mind. Those three things. The fact that he was sitting, first of all, that got their attention. Why? Because this was a man who ran around living the, in the tombs cutting himself. So the fact that he was just sitting and wasn't moving caught their eye. The fact that he was sitting and not acting out of himself, the fact that he was just sitting, say, wait a minute, something's different about this guy. Then he was clothed. He was sitting clothed and in his right mind. And they said, what happened to this man? This is the madman who lives in the tombs. This is the madman who, when we put chains on him, that he breaks out of the chains and cuts himself and cries all times of night, keeping us awake. He, he, he's, he, he's out of his head and out of his mind. And now this madman is sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And watch this, y'all. Here's, here's, here's the thing that breaks my heart and should break your heart in this text, that when they see this madman sitting and clothed and in his right mind, watch this. They're more concerned about the 2,000 pigs that have just run over the cliff than they are with this man who has been healed. Why do you say that, preacher? I say that because of verse number 17. Verse number 16 and 17. Watch it. They that saw it told them and how it befell him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. Now, here's my thing. If I've just seen a miracle and I can assume that Jesus is the miracle worker, why would I ask a miracle worker to leave my region? 
And the only thing I could come up with is that these people were more concerned with their money than the fate of this madman. This man had just been healed, but they had seen some money go over the cliff. And because Jesus had interrupted their revenue stream, they said, Jesus, leave us. Yeah, you healed this madman, but in the process, 2,000 of our pigs are now gone. Jesus, you got to go. And when you are more concerned about your profit than people, you're in the wrong space. When you are more concerned about your bottom line than you are about people being healed and being ministered to, you've got the wrong idea about what about this faith and this Christian life. When you're more concerned about money and what we can save and all of that, then you are who we can touch and who we can heal. All right, so that's miracle number one. I'm running out of time, so let me hurry up. Miracle number one is the healing of a madman. Miracle number two is the healing of a sick woman. The healing of a sick woman. These are verses 21 through 34. 21 through 34, and here's what happened. Jesus passes over again by ship to the other side. Um, Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. When he saw him, he fell at his feet, besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed, and she shall live. Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but grew, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch, but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? His disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who toucheth me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing that was done in her, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. He said unto her daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, be thy whole of thy plague. That's the second healing, y'all, the healing of a sick woman. First one, the healing of a madman. Second one, the, the healing of a sick woman. This woman, you just saw it. The miracle of the woman uh, with the issue of blood. And Jesus uh, is going, going on another mission. In the midst of that mission, this woman who has been suffering with this issue for 12 years. Is that what the Bible says? Yeah, 12 years. She had suffered many things, the Bible says. She had gone to many physicians and her condition did not get better, but worse. This was not a condition that just maintained itself. It actually got worse over a 12 year period. It got worse. 
over a 12-year period, it got worse. Over a 12-year period, it got worse. I'm saying that because somebody is asking, Lord, how long? How long do I have to keep going through this? How long am I going to be in this storm? How long am I going to face this sickness and this sorrow? It got worse. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying sometimes things get worse before they get better. But oh, when Jesus showed up, she touched him. She heard about him. She touched him. And yes, she is healed. So there is the healing of the madman. There is the healing of the sick woman. And then in verse 35, after this woman is healed and she finds uh, she, 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 she is, she is in conversation with Jesus. Look at what it ha- what it says in verse 35. And while he yet spake that came from the ruler of the synagogues, how certain, which said, thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? So in the midst of this miracle, the daughter for whom Jesus was traveling the daughter dies. So in this first miracle, the healing of a madman, we see power over demons. In the second miracle, the healing of a sick woman, we see power over disease. Now in this third miracle, we see the raising of a dead girl. Because Jesus goes, and you're going you're gonna to have to read it for yourself because I'm out of time. You're going to have to read that miracle for yourself, how it transpires. Jesus goes, and he raises this girl from the dead. And so you got three points here. In, in this trilogy of miracles, chapter 5, you see Jesus' power over demons. You see his power over disease. And you see his power over death. Power over demons, power over disease, power over death. Why? Because Jesus is a miracle worker. He has power and authority. If Jesus could heal a madman, if Jesus could heal a sick woman, if Jesus could raise a dead girl, he's riding with you. And he's got you. I'm through, y'all. I'm out of time. Thank you for yours. Listen, what I want you to do when this when this live stream goes off, I want you to go back and I want you to read because we couldn't get to the miracles that were listed in this in this time chat, in this timeline. But there are a lot of them there. I saw them as you were posting them. And I'm going to go back through it myself because I want to be encouraged. And I want you to be encouraged that you've got a miracle worker riding with you. Do you hear me? I'm about to shout in here, y'all. You got a miracle worker riding with you. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're faced with, you have a miracle worker who's riding with you. Be blessed. Be blessed, beloved. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm out of time, so I'm going to pray and get out of here. God bless you. Let's pray, y'all. Father, I thank you that you are a miracle worker. 
you do all things exceedingly well. God, I thank you that in this chapter of Mark, we see that you have power over demons, power over diseases, power over death. What manner of man are you? You are <laughs> a miracle working master, miracle working savior, a miracle working redeemer. And God, for that, we give you praise. Thank you. That in every situation, we don't have to fear because you are riding with us. In every storm we go through, we don't have to be afraid because you are riding with us. God, I pray now that in this situation of water crisis, this is a storm for us, God. But I'm thankful, we're thankful that you're riding with us. So, Lord, we're not afraid. We're not afraid. We know that by your grace and by your power and by your might, we will get through this. Bless this city, O oh God. I pray for restoration right now. Restoration of water, but also restoration of faith restoration of hope, restoration of joy, restoration of peace. Lord, everything that the devil has stolen from us by your spirit and by your might right now, I pray complete restoration in Jesus' name. Let it flow, O oh God, from heaven through a direct pipeline right into our hearts. Let it flow unobstructed into our hearts and into our spirits. Give us peace right now. Lord, cast away the frustration. Give us hope right now. Cast away the depression. Give us joy right now. Cast away the confusion in the name of Jesus. Lord, just like you cast it away those demons for that madman, cast away anything that seeks to destroy or disrupt or take away the abundant life that you give to us through Christ. In the name of Jesus, I thank you now. And we receive it now by faith. By faith, we receive joy. By faith, we receive peace. By faith, we receive hope. By faith, we, we receive, oh God, we, we receive strength for this journey, knowing that with you all things are possible. In the mighty, in the matchless, and in the wonderful name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, who is all powerful, who has all authority. Amen and amen. God bless you, beloved. We love you. Go in peace.